Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. Thursday nights, baby. It's the Hot Corner with me, Dr. Ray, uh, your official ISPS chiropractor. I want to welcome everybody into the show tonight. Tonight's going to be a little bit short because I actually have a playoff softball game tonight at 8 o'clock with my team, Love Dub, and uh, I think we're playing a team called Hot Ice. Uh, so that sounds like a pretty fun game, Hot Ice versus Love Dub. I'll let you guys take that wherever you want to with your minds out there. Um, but anyway, that, that being said, we are going to have a little bit shorter of a show today. Uh, so we're going to get right through it. We're, we're jam packed right now. We're already getting tons of people, uh, filling in, uh, our top three segment for the night. Our top three segment is going to be the top three biggest or worst cheaters of all time when it comes to baseball. So who do you guys think is the worst cheater of all time? Is it Braun? Is it, is it Pete? Rose, is it Bonds, you know, should their records be taken away? If you guys have any opinions about this and you want to call in, go ahead. The call-in number for tonight is 347. That's area code 347-637-3978. We'll get you on the air. You guys can talk to me about what's going on, who you guys think is the biggest cheater of all time. If you think it's Pineda for, for getting away with pine tar once and then bringing it back out again in a different spot or whatever the case is, I want to know what you guys think about cheating and, and in the game of baseball and what's going on with it. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk to or I wanted to talk about was the instant replay and how that's been affecting the game. So if you guys have any opinion on that, uh, you're more than welcome to call in as well too. Again, it's 347-637-3978 to get on the air. Uh, if you're a little bit shy and you just want to basically uh, give us your input but you don't want to come out on the air, that's fine too. You can... Uh, you can reach us on Facebook. You can reach us on Twitter. Uh, the Facebook account is facebook.com slash 353heal or facebook.com slash ISPSO. You can also reach us on Twitter using hashtag the hot corner or at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO. So that's all the information out there. Um, my phone is starting, to, is starting to get texts in for our top three. So let's go into a, to a couple top three and get some uh, Let's get some of our input. We've got Manny Sanchez from South Florida. 
His top three is number three, Ryan Braun, number two, A-Rod, and number one, the Yankees. So we have a collective all-for-one cheaters there. Uh, so the Yankees, seems to be a few cheaters on the Yankees, so maybe he's got something there. So thanks, Manny, for the uh, input there. We also have Carey from Iowa, number three, A-Royd, number two, Manny Ramirez, and number one, Clemens. Uh, a lot of people forget that Clemens was caught up in a scandal, and Manny Ramirez as well, too. So, man, it seems like all the great players have something, some kind of a stigma going on with them. You really wonder how long has cheating been going on in the game. Um, but anyway, there's definitely a few people out there that are probably still cheating as, as we still see a few suspensions coming in lately, like Everett Cabrera last year and, you know, a few people here and there. But I think baseball is doing a good job of making examples out of people and, uh, you know, really bringing the punishment down on them because uh, I really don't think there's any, any room for cheating. Baseball is hard enough without having to compete with guys that are doing superhuman things. So definitely, I don't think there's any room for steroids in the game or performance-enhancing drugs or PEDs, as they're known. You know, I think it, it, it's, it's an art to craft your body and to be able to hone your skill. And, uh, you know, it's not fair when people are doing things that their body wouldn't normally do on its own. So 100%, I'm all for the punishment that these guys would get or would get or will get or maybe who knows how they're viewed in history when it's all said and done. But uh, we have another one coming in here, Brooks from West Palm says that his number three is Barry Bonds, his number two is Roger Clemens, and his number one is Bill Belichick. So Bill Belichick's a big cheater uh, with the whole Spygate scandal, but we're trying to keep it to the MLB. Um, so definitely that was a big scandal going on there too. I mean, if we want to talk about cheaters of all time, we could say even Bill Clinton, but we're trying to keep it to baseball. So <laughs> let's keep it in, in the realm of the MLB. Um, so I'll tell you guys my number three. To start off the show, you know, my number three cheater of all time, I think, is Pete Rose. Um, he was a big cheater in the fact that, you know, he cheated his, well, he cheated himself out of the Hall of Fame and out of baseball completely. But, you know, he cheated his own team. And, you know, I've, I've always been one of those guys that plays my hardest so that my team can, can do well. You know, everybody likes their own personal stats, but there's nothing better than winning a championship. And, you know, to bet against your team and to throw the game, I mean, I don't think there's anything worse than that. Um, so that's my number three cheater of all time, uh, Mr. Pete Rose. Uh, so that's that's my input there. So, if, again, if anybody else wants to, you know, get on the air tonight, um, our, our good friend, my usual co-host, Mr. Manny Ferrero, um, is out there listening tonight. I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, he's a little bit under the weather. Um, seems his kid passed him a cold. Um, and he should be coming in to see me pretty soon to help get better from that cold as soon as possible. Not many of you guys know that chiropractic can actually help you out with a cold, but as a matter of fact, because I'm a holistic chiropractor, I help people with bacterial infections, viral infections, whatever the case is. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, I've got an herbal remedy here that can help out um, that's safer than antibiotics. And when, when you have a viral infection, that doctors actually say, hey, sorry, there's not much we can do. Um, where, whereas I actually have some herbs that can help stimulate your immune system and help your body get better very fast. I even have some very gentle herbs for children, which can help them instead of having to take antibiotics, which can be very harmful for their development of their intestinal flora and, and therefore of their immune system. If you guys know of people who have kids that are constantly giving them antibiotics, let them know that there is an alternative. And that's just a little side note because it's one of the things that I'm very passionate about. If you have a kid and they're always on antibiotics, you're not helping them by giving those antibiotics. I know that it sucks to see your kids suffering, even though I don't have any. I can relate. 
but you know you, you never ever ever want to continue to put your kid into that into that antibiotic cycle you know taking out tubes from the ears and putting in tubes in the ears and taking out adenoids yeah you know, yeah the doctors say you can live without those things i can live without my left arm i can live without my right leg um but i think my quality of life would be a little bit better if i had those and the same goes for the tonsils for the adenoids you know for all those parts that that god put in us you know those are all there for a reason yeah we can live without them but I'd rather live with them, and your kids can too if you take care of them the right way and help keep them healthy with a good diet by getting them adjusted, by by raising them um, and being aware of their environment and making sure that they're staying away from toxins and the things that that hurt kids all the time. So definitely that's just another little side note uh, for you guys. we got a couple more top threes coming in. Carlos from from Yosemite says – that Latimer from the program is his number one cheater of all time. <laughs> and that makes some pretty good sense. Uh, Latimer was definitely a big cheater, but again, not MLB, but we had to get him on there. So Carlos, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for the input there. That was a good one. Definitely worth a good chuckle there. Uh, I've got a few, I've got a few guys chiming in on my, uh, on my Facebook here. Looks like John Holmes says that Rafael Palmero is one of his top cheaters and also Ryan Braun. Um, AC, good friend of mine, AC's ICs. If you guys don't know about AC's ICs, you got to go hit Kennedy Park. Um, he's been there for years, man. I, I, I don't know, maybe since the 50s, I think it is. Uh, AC will tell you, but he's been there forever. Um, he's, he's gone through a lot there. He's been recognized by the city. Great guy, great product. Brings a lot of happiness to a lot of people out there with his ICs. And uh, AC says that Jose Canseco, Sammy Sosa, and a, a little-known one, Brady Anderson, uh, Brady Anderson also involved with some steroids. So AC says Jose Canseco, Sammy Sosa, and Brady Anderson. Then uh, we have Roly Santos says Pete Rose, A-Rod, Barry Bonds, and he'll sprinkle in a little Mark McGuire. Um, so there we go. We got a little bit. That's our first mention of McGuire. Uh, so there we go, a little McGuire. That's one of my favorite players of all time, so I'm a little bit partial to him. Um, you know, I know back in, in uh, I think it was – when was he a rookie, 89 or something like that, when he hit 49 home runs as a rookie, that guy became my idol, and he was my best friend ever, or my best friend, my uh, my favorite player ever, and uh, I think that's why I'm such a big Oakland A's fan nowadays, so, you know, thanks, Mark McGuire, I know that you did something while you were off the PEDs, and you probably ended up hitting 60, whatever it was that he hit his best year um, on PEDs, but, hey, you know, again, you, you give any old guy some steroids, I, I guarantee he's not going to be able to hit a 90-mile-per-hour fastball followed by a 70-mile-per-hour changeup out of the park. So, you know, um, again, I think one of the hardest things to do is hit a round ball with a round bat. And, uh, you know, two round objects together, you have a very small uh, margin for error there. So definitely still something amazing to do, even though that extra boost over everybody else does create a big issue there. So a little contra, you know, a little little bit of a hypocrisy there, I guess, because I like Mark McGuire on my own, but still definitely we know that he cheated and, and that there's got to be something to say for that. So uh, we have a good buddy of mine, Lorenzo Roy Lauren, uh, says that A-Rod, Barry Bonds, and Ryan Braun, and he says Ryan Braun because he kept firmly denying it, and that is a huge deal, 100%. Uh, you know, I'll fast forward to my number one, and I'll tell you guys right now, it is Ryan Braun, um, not only because he went to the U, uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But the big thing is, is because he denied it. He got a guy fired over it. He he made some guy lose his livelihood 
over the fact that you know he said that he, that it wasn't it wasn't his fault and he wasn't a cheater and lo and behold guess what he is a cheater um although now he is tearing it up again so you know how much of a difference did it make with him so you know who really knows but definitely we know that that was that was it yeah, Ryan Braun definitely a big cheater um my number one cheater of all time and then we've got uh AC says how could he forget a fraud instead of a rod the biggest cheat of all so a few people out there, A-Rod, a few people out there, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. Uh, we've got one McGuire so far. Uh, Pablo from South Florida chimed in. He said Miguel Pineda, period. Uh, that's probably the most recent one that we've seen. Uh, guy shows up with pine tar on his, on his hand one day. Next time shows up with pine tar on his neck. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was dark enough that, it, that they wouldn't be able to see it. I mean, it seemed pretty obvious to me. Um, I hope that's not one of the reasons why he was pitching so well because he's on my fantasy team and I definitely need some, uh, some love from him. You know, <laughs> he was a good value in the later rounds and I uh, would like to see him continue to pitch well without, without cheating. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Pineda and, and the Yankees. Um, so Pablo, thanks for, for chiming in there. We've got Shelly from New Jersey. We know Shelly's out there listening all the time. Uh, Shelly says, uh, Barry Bonds. A Rod and Roger Clemens. So uh, we've got a few a few votes for all those guys. And Pablo also, uh, in addition to Pineda, says Canseco. So we've got a lot of the same guys in there cheating. So it's great to know that you know we've got a lot of people chiming in today. Again, we we're doing this show for you guys out there listening. So we love the interaction. If anybody wants to get on the air, go ahead, give me a call. Um, again, that's area code three four seven six three seven three nine seven eight. We're moving through the show here. Um, tonight, we we uh, want to uh, we want to talk also a little bit about uh, the different types of training and how they can help you and how they can hurt you and what's right for who. Um, so we're going to go into that a little bit. And uh, before we do that, we actually have a caller. It looks like so we'll see. I know sometimes we have uh, sometimes we have a little bit of problem getting our callers online. Um, but tonight we're going to see if we have our caller there with us. Um, so, caller, if you are there online, go ahead and let us know. State your name and where you're calling from, please. Hello, are you out there? Okay, so we had the call just dropped. Maybe they were just trying to listen in. Sometimes people can't can't access the Internet, and they call in the show just so they can listen in, and that's a possibility as well, too. So no worries. If you wanted to get on the air, go ahead and call back in so that we can get you on the air and you can tell us who your biggest cheaters are or if you have any questions about what type of training are good for you or what type of training might be hurting you, um, then that's all appropriate for tonight's show. Um, so we have another one coming in. Uh, Max from Miami says Lance Armstrong, definitely a big cheater. Um, 100% Lance Armstrong. You know, I mean, I feel kind of bad for the guy after everything, and he tried to make a good difference in the world with all the Live Strong stuff, and then Nike dropped him. He got his Tour de France taken away. I mean, all these different things. So uh, you know, so we'll see. Again, every cheater kind of gets his dues, and every cheater kind of is in that negative spotlight for a while. I think Lance had it worse than a lot of di- than a lot of people. So, you know, definitely a big cheater, and and another one to add to the list there. So, uh, Jimmy from Little Havana says Sammy Sosa. So we've got a few votes for Sosa. Um, so you know, we'll continue to move on there as we continue to pile up our all-time cheaters here on the hot corner. And uh, let's go ahead and move into a little bit about the different types of training tonight so we can get you guys some of that information um, that I know that you're out there wanting to listen to. 
And that's uh, the different types of training. So what I wanted to talk about tonight were CrossFit, cross-training, sports-specific training, high-intensity training, um, bodybuilding-specific training, um, then strength training versus endurance training versus um, stamina training and kind of and then periodization and periodization is how you incorporate different types of training into a schedule. So we're going to talk a little bit about each one of those and I know that we got a lot of CrossFitters out there um, and I know that in my practice I see a lot of CrossFitters as well too. Um, so there's definitely a lot of pros to CrossFit but there's a few cons as well too. So we're going to get into those right now. Um, and let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, CrossFit. So, CrossFit is a great, great way for somebody who's kind of already in shape to get into better shape. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of very challenging moves, and CrossFit is really all about technique. So, when you take a beginner and you put them into something that's all about technique, chances are their technique is not going to be that good, and that's where a lot of the cons come in. If you don't have good technique in CrossFit, it is very, very easy to get injured. Um, one of the other things is that there's a lot of gyms that don't have enough coaches to make sure that everybody's doing everything correctly. That's when a lot of people can get hurt as well, too. And that's one of the, that's one of the areas that you want to be very careful. If you ever go into a CrossFit gym, and I know I've mentioned this before on the show, you've got to make sure that the coaches are, are not just there to push you until you throw up, but they're there to make sure that, they're motivating you, but at the same time, making sure that you're doing everything safe with a spotter if you need. If there's an exercise that you can't do at what's called prescription, that they, that they teach you a scale-down move so that you can still participate in class and still get the good workout in, but so that you're not putting your body in a position that you could hurt yourself. Um, again, exercise is great, but once you, once you stop exercising, you lose everything that you've built up. So if you're exercising and you're getting all and you're getting you know cut up and you're getting stronger and you're getting better than you've ever been and then all of a sudden you get injured, you know the time that it takes you to recover, you could lose a lot of that progress you made. So you got to make sure that you're building a nice strong foundation to get to get stronger on. And I feel like CrossFit is one of those things that, although sometimes as a beginner you can jump in with a real good coach, I think it's one of those types of exercises that, in my opinion, is more for people who are already in pretty good shape and really want to take their athleticism to a whole nother level. CrossFit will definitely help you become a much better athlete. It'll make you more agile. It'll make you stronger. It'll give you more power. It'll give you more endurance above all. Um, you know, in, in CrossFit, they say, you, you know, how big is the gas tank? Um, and that's one of the things that will really help you improve. So overall, CrossFit is great training if you're already in a pretty good shape, in my opinion. So uh, for those of you guys out there who are thinking about getting into shape and getting into shape quick, that's a myth, all right? It never happens. you got to build a strong foundation. It takes time. It's slow. It's a lifestyle. And just doing it over and over and over again is where you're going to get the results. Um, so if, you, if you're thinking about CrossFit or you've had any experiences with CrossFit, go ahead and shoot us a tweet at Dr. Ray T or use hashtag the hot corner. Or you can hit us up on Facebook. Again, that's facebook.com slash 353heal or facebook.com slash ISPSO. And you can also call into the show at 347-637-3978 for anybody out there that wants to get on the air and talk to me about training or talk to me about cheaters in baseball. You're more than welcome to join me here as I'm flying solo tonight, having fun with you guys out there listening. Um, so that sums up CrossFit. Let's go ahead and move into cross-training. So what exactly is cross-training? 
So it, it, the name kind of breaks it down there for you. Cross-training is when we take two different types of training and we incorporate them into one. So a very common type of cross-training is taking sports-specific exercises and then mixing them similarly with, um, for example, plyometrics or with, with endurance running or whatever the case may be. So cross-training is something that a lot of athletes will use in the off-season in order to improve endurance or to improve strength or whatever the case may be. So cross-training is when you take two techniques and you kind of combine them together. So that can be very effective um, depending on what your goals are. So if you want to continue to stay kind of in the sport-specific realm or a specific type of exercise realm and then combine that with another type in order to improve on a certain weakness, cross-training can be very, very good for you. Now, that being said, if there's only one weakness that you have and, and you're incorporating cross or you have more than one weakness, excuse me, then cross-training may not be that great of, of, of a plan for you because as you practice one weakness, you're not, you're not really focusing on your strengths. And, you know, like I said, if you're not using it, you're losing it. So one of the drawbacks to cross-training is that as you try to build one area, you may be lacking in another one um, because balance is not really the biggest issue in cross-training. It's more trying to incorporate a sports-specific training with another type. So cross-training can be good, um, again, depending on the goal. It's not really that dangerous depending on what you're doing. Again, any exercise can be dangerous. Walking down the street can be dangerous. Um, I just want to make sure and reiterate that. But, you know, it's all about doing exercises the right way and making sure that there's a, that there's a specific goal that you want for cross-training. So <clears throat> let's get into the next one, and that's sports-specific training. So sports-specific training is, for example, if you're a baseball player, you're going to do, um, you're going to do oblique, oblique pulls with a cable machine to where you're simulating swinging with a bat, for example. Um, so this is something that, that can help you definitely build strength. It can help you build bat speed, um, and it can help you build some stamina and some endurance. But at the same time, because that's a unilateral sport where normally a righty will swing one specific way over and over and over again, you can create a lot of imbalance in the body. So sports-specific training can be very good as far as helping you develop a certain aspect of your game However, it can be detrimental to your overall health sometimes if you don't incorporate the right types of techniques in order to balance out your training. So another type of, for example, sports-specific training is, you know, playing basketball with a weighted vest or, you know, different things like that to where you're actually practicing what your sport does but with weights or over and over again and trying to challenge yourself in order to get stronger in one way or, in one way or another or to get faster in one way or another. Um, but sports-specific training can be very, very good, especially for athletes out there, um, in order to incorporate into kind of a, a schedule with other training. So I think sports-specific training is not something that you want to do all by itself. Sports-specific sports training is definitely something that you want to incorporate into an already balanced plan in order to help to avoid injury. So you should not just be doing baseball exercises or you should not just be doing football exercises. You should be doing those in addition to a balanced resistance routine and a balanced cardio routine in order to make sure that your body is staying in the best shape possible. Um, so 100% do not do sports-specific training only. You want to be very careful with that because it can lead to injury um, <clears throat> or to imbalance in the body, which then leads to injury. So you want to be very careful with that. Now, the next type of training is one of my favorites, and I incorporated a lot myself 
Um, and I think it's very, very good for people, again, who are a little bit, already have that foundation of exercise. Um, and that's HIIT training or high-intensity interval training. Some people call it HIIT training. And uh, basically, this is really, really good for people who have insulin sensitivity or, uh, excuse me, insulin resistance, not sensitivity, um, but insulin resistance, and another word for that is diabetes. So I'm sure you don't really see many diabetics out there doing intervals and high-intensity intervals, as a matter of fact. But it's actually been one of the proven scientific ways that we can help people actually regrow insulin receptors on their cells so that they can become more receptive to insulin and they can decrease their dependence on insulin, a.k.a. reversing diabetes. So high-intensity interval training, in addition to helping people with diabetes and insulin, and insulin resistance, can also be very, very beneficial to those who want to lose weight. Now, if you're thinking about losing weight, you're probably thinking, okay, I need to hop on the treadmill, I need to do 30 minutes of cardio, I need to be in a fat-burning zone, which is true. You can get your heart rate up to the fat-burning zone, which is, you know, depending on your age, you know, between 100 and maybe 20 to 150 beats per minute, probably a little bit less than that even. I'd say probably hovering right around 130 beats a minute to where your body will use fat as the major source of calories. Now, it takes your body 12 to 15 minutes just to be able to start using fat in the first place. So if you go to the gym and you get on the treadmill and you are sitting there and you're doing 30 minutes of exercise before you do anything else, for the first 12 minutes, you weren't burning any fat. You were only burning stored, uh, whatever's been stored in your muscles. Now, after that, once you've activated that, that fat metabolism, then you can start to burn that fat. But here's the thing. As soon as that heart rate drops down again, you stop burning fat. So you're only burning fat for maybe 18 minutes. Now, that is not enough to sustain weight loss. So the calories also are very low that you're expending because you're not putting in a high amount of effort into that steady state training. Because if you put in higher effort, your heart rate will go up too high and you won't be burning fat. You'll be burning muscle stores. So at the same time, it's very difficult to stay in that fat-burning zone, and unless you can sit on the treadmill for an hour at a time, then you're not going to be doing a great job of actually burning fat. So what's the best way to burn fat? It's to build an oxygen deficit to which your body has to repay later on. So how does your body repay an oxygen deficit? By burning fat. So that's why CrossFit is great because it's high intensity, and you can burn fat for up to a day and a half after a CrossFit workout. And the same thing applies to high-intensity interval training. It applies a very high energy demand on the cells, which force them to want to bring in glucose into the cell. And the insulin receptors are extremely important for that. So if they have receptors that are damaged that aren't responding to insulin and they're, and they're, not, then they're insulin resistant or diabetic, their body has no choice but to grow new receptors, and that's called adaptation. Now, the response that we get to exercise that's adaptation all in of itself. When you bench 200 pounds and you get sore the next day, that's because your body wasn't used to benching 200 pounds. But if you keep benching it, eventually you will adapt to benching that 200 pounds. Now, if you stop benching 200 pounds, eventually your body will go back to normal and you won't be adapted anymore. So again, this adaptation is, is what the body is doing in response to exercise. It's a controlled stress. And that's how we can kind of mold ourselves. And that's what all these different types of training are for. So when we get into the high-intensity interval, it's excellent to help your body burn fat 
to build insulin sensitivity and decrease insulin resistance and make your body more efficient at burning glucose and fat at the same time. So high-intensity intervals are very good, but you have to already have a solid foundation of cardiovascular strength because you can put your heart at risk, you can put your muscles at risk, and you can, you can put yourself at risk if you just start up with high-intensity intervals. So I do not, absolutely do not recommend high-intensity interval training to somebody who has not already been exercising for at least six weeks consecutively. So if you're thinking about starting out, and that sounds great, and you want to burn fat, you got to do six weeks of just regular cardiovascular training, a little resistance training, and getting your body ready to be able to handle that. Now, if you've already been doing that for six weeks, and you want to learn how to do high-intensity intervals, give me a call. Shoot me an email. Send me a tweet, whatever you want, and I'll help you get started and, and help you figure out what to do and where to go with that. So um, let's move on to the next one, bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is one of those types of training that is much, much different than everything else. Bodybuilding is strictly just putting as much stress onto the muscles as you possibly can, doing as much weight as you can, as many times as you can, and just trying to kill it so, again, your, your muscles will adapt. So that's all about volume and intensity, and the higher that you can go with volume and intensity, the more that your muscles are going to respond. Now, will your muscles ever grow, you know, can you build new muscle cells? No. But genetically, your muscles can grow to a certain size. And when that size limit is reached, unfortunately, without the use of steroids, like we're talking about tonight, your muscles will not continue to grow anymore. Um, now, if you continue to do that, you may be able to stimulate some growth hormone and you may be able to do that, but that's only if you're a little bit younger. So bodybuilding is one of those things that people really spend their lives doing because it takes a lot of time. As you keep adapting, let's say you bench 200 pounds and then you adapt to that. Then you need to move 225. Then you adapt to that. Then you need to move 250. Then all of a sudden you can't do any more than 250, but you're trying to increase your repetitions. Then you increase the repetitions. You know, before you know it, you need to spend four hours in the gym in order to break down your muscle, and that can become very, very difficult. So again, bodybuilding can put a lot of strain on you, and a lot of times it makes your body so tight and your muscles so strong that you can even occlude blood vessels, and you can have decreased circulation. You can have problems with the hormones. So there's a lot of different things that can kind of happen with bodybuilding, especially when you take it to that level. So in my opinion, bodybuilding is one of the one of the types of exercise that should be used in a periodization uh, type of schedule. And we're going to kind of get into that in a couple minutes um, because I think period, periodization is, is the way that, uh, that we should go. Now, we had somebody chime in right now. Hansel from Silver, from Silver Bluff says that he can only bench 32 pounds. So uh, he's not even using the right bar when he's on the bench there. But <laughs> thanks for chiming in, Hansel, and bringing a little bit of levity to the situation. Um, if anybody else out there has some good jokes they want to tell, let us know because I know we're getting a little serious here, and I want to keep you guys not only informed, but I want to keep you entertained. So maybe I'll, do, uh, maybe I'll do some impressions or something. If you guys have any impressions out there that you want me to do, let me know. I'll yeah, get some, in, in, uh, some of those impersonations done. I'm not Frank Caliendo, but... You know, sometimes I can be I can be a funny guy too. So, um, any requests out there? Let me know at Dr. Ray T at ISPSO. Um, you can you can text Manny if you have Manny's number. Um, and and Manny is here. He's he's feeding me behind the scenes, telling me what everybody's doing online there. So uh, again, guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If there's anything that you guys want to hear about on the show, uh, let us know. If there's anything that you want me to go over, if you have any questions, let us know. 
again, the show is, is here for you guys. So uh, thanks for listening and, and for being with us. It would definitely appreciate it. And um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on here. So um, periodization is what I want to end up with here. And periodization basically is when you come up with a schedule and you incorporate the different types of training for a certain period of time. So a great example is somebody who has never exercised before, I put them onto a periodization schedule where for the first six weeks, I basically take them and make them do exercise for a few days a week, give them an upper body, lower body split, couple exercises for each muscle, you know, limit the resistance training, just get their body ready for exercise. So the first period in that periodization schedule is building a foundation. So for six weeks while the body's acclimating to exercise, they're doing very minimal stuff. They're just kind of getting their body ready. Now, depending on their exercise goals, we'll, we will then move into the next period. Normally, I think that strength training should be the next, the next uh, kind of step here. So when we move into strength training, strength training is basically doing as much weight as you possibly can, the least amount of times as you possibly can. So strength training should go something like this. And what you're going to notice is that with each different type of training, there's going to be a different amount of repetitions, a different amount of sets, and a different amount of rest time. And this is all important because you want your body to adapt a little bit different of a way. So when it comes to strength training, you want to basically do as much weight as you can two to six times. By doing as much weight as you can two to six times, you're helping your body recruit more motor neurons, recruit more muscle cells, and, and getting your body into better shape there in order to lift more weight. Now, your interval time should be about two minutes. You want to let your muscle try to almost completely get back to normal so that you can lift as much weight as you can the next time again. So strength training is two to six repetitions, as much weight as possible, two-minute interval times, and again, just trying to stay as balanced as you can, making sure that you're hitting all the muscles. Now, once you get as strong as you can, now we want to start to get as big as we can. So this is where we move from strength training now all the way into uh, from strength training into basically bodybuilding or mass building or trying to do – it's kind of like a cross between strength and endurance training. And here we want to do as much weight as we can but as many times as we can. So our repetition range is now from 8 to 12 times, and then it is, uh, again, as much weight as possible, and our interval time comes down to about a minute and a half. We want to let our muscles recharge so that we can do a lot of work, but we also want them to be a little bit fatigued so that they can start to respond and, and build bigger cells that are able to do more work. Um, so that is the second part. Now, once we've gotten as strong as we can and then as big as we can, now we want to tone that all up. So now we're going to go into endurance training. So endurance training basically allows us to <clears throat> take that strength, take that mass, and then start to reduce body fat. So here's where we add more cardio in. We start to move more towards circuit training. We start to do as many repetitions as we can with as little rest time as we can and still go to failure in order to make sure that we're building up that muscular endurance and kind of having that oxidative stress as well too on the body. So th those are the different types of training um, and, and how we can use them in order to get big, to get strong, and to cut, and to really be where we want to be. But as you can see, it's, it's, it's something that takes time. Um, definitely something that takes time and it takes a lot of skill in order to do it right and to avoid injury and in order to basically stay on pace. So uh, I noticed that we had a caller. <clears throat> if we had that caller uh, wants to call back in, we got a, a couple minutes left on the show before I have to get out of here. 
Um, so if anybody has any questions again about what we about what we covered tonight, uh, you're more than welcome to shoot me an email. My email is on my website, which is www.353heal.com. You can call the office if you're down here in Miami or anywhere else that you got free long distance, 786-353-HEAL, uh, 786-353-4325. That's the phone number here. Um, you can also reach me again, as I said, on Twitter, at Dr. Ray T. I'm on Instagram, at Dr. Ray T. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash 353-HEAL. So if you guys, again, have any questions about anything, any input about the show or anything like that that you want to get mentioned, you're more than welcome. Um, and, again, we've got just a few minutes left here, maybe two or three minutes. If we had any callers that wanted to get in, the area code is 347. And the number is 637-3978. Again, that's 347-637-3978. Um, so that being said, we had a couple more guys um, on the all-time cheaters list. And uh, George from downtown Miami says, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Alex Rodriguez. So, again, kind of the big three there. Um, you know, I'm surprised we only heard one Mark McGuire. Again, I don't want to put him out because he's my favorite player, but I think he was kind of the guy who led the charge with all this, you know, and it was kind of a big deal with him and Barry Bonds chasing the home run record at the same time and Sammy Sosa and all that. That was a great era for baseball followed up shortly by a very bad era for baseball. Um, you know, and, and me being a big baseball fan, I just remember those swings there. And, and I think we're getting back to a good part, um, you know, in, in baseball. And now we've got instant replay, and there's a lot of changes and things that are happening. And I think it's good for the sport. Again, any any publicity is good publicity, so that's a good thing. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing a good season here and, and wondering who's going to be the next person to get caught. If you guys think somebody out there right now is cheating, uh, maybe maybe this guy Chris Colabello from Minnesota is on something. What do you think? This guy is tearing it up, and he went from being a nobody to being a somebody, and now all of a sudden the guy's leading the league and hitting and all these things. Maybe he's on PEDs. So we'll see who's the next guy to go down. Um, we'll see. I wonder if anybody out there has any opinion on that, on what's going on. Uh, you know, if there's anybody that that is the next guy to go down for PEDs. Um, but you know, again, you know, my top three: Pete Rose. You know, you can't cheat your team. You know, I think that that's just a disgrace. Um, that's a big problem right there. You know, I think number two, you know, in my opinion, I think a really, really big cheater is A-Rod. You know, I mean, probably his whole career, you know, people say, oh, you know, he never was, you know, super the best and everything. Guy hit 30 home runs and, you know, had a high 200 batting average. But the the thing about steroids, too, is that they don't just make you stronger and hit the ball farther but they help you avoid injury a lot as well too. And that can really make a big difference because baseball is a grind, you know, 162 games, that's tough on anybody. So it will definitely lengthen a career and give you more opportunity to have career numbers kind of like A-Rod does. So in my opinion, definitely a big time cheater. And uh, my number one has got to be Ryan Braun. So, you know, you, you can't cheat and then deny it and then, to say, oh, yeah, I did cheat, and, and get a guy fired for it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, I did not. I will say it again, you know, and, and Clemens, too. You know, that's another guy just denying it and denying it and, and denying it in federal court. I think all these guys who have taken it to the point of, you know, wanting to sue Major League Baseball or sue this or sue that, you know, and A-Rod is going after the Players Association and all these different things, I think those guys are just a disgrace. You know, you made a mistake, own up to it. 
you know, and hopefully people will forgive you. I feel like people have already been forgiven Ryan Braun, especially Brewers fans. You know, the, he hit two two home runs in the ninth inning off of one of my closers, Jason Grilly, and, and guess what? It's all behind him in Milwaukee. So, you know, it, it's just it's what have you done for me lately? And, uh, you know, what's going on with, with everybody else in the league? But I don't think there's any room out there for cheating, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who share that same opinion. Um, and the same goes for softball, you guys out there using shaved bats and all those things. So, uh, you know, be careful out there. And uh, got to finish up the show now because I actually got to head over to uh, Chapman Field down here, beautiful Miami. Got an 8 o'clock playoff game. Uh, my team loved up versus hot ice. So we'll see what happens there. Love dub and hot ice. It sounds like fun. Uh, so anyways, guys, thanks for being with us on Thursday night. Uh, Manny, thanks for being out there. I uh, hope you feel better soon, buddy. Uh, give me a call so I can get you some herbs and get you back in the game, get you back on the radio for next week. And uh, thanks, you guys, out there again for being a part of the show, for chiming in. We really appreciate it, and hopefully you learned something about, about training tonight. If you got any questions, don't forget, I'm here for you guys, all right? So... Uh, everybody out there, have a great Thursday night. Hope it's awesome for you, and uh, we'll see you next week out here again on the Hot Corner. This phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.